We welcome you to White House First United Methodist Church. Pray that you had an enjoyable and safe 4th of July, whatever or wherever you were. But as we come together today, I pray that we can sense our Lord's presence among us. And glad that you have tuned in. And let us begin with a time of prayer, and then we will begin our podcast of songs and hearing God's Word. Gracious Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity that you have given us to be able to come by this way of technology, to be able to sing your praises and to hear your Word. Lord, speak to us once more from your Scriptures. And as we spend our time on a familiar scripture and a familiar topic, may the familiarity not take away from the extreme importance of allowing and making sure that love is above all the most important aspect that we do on a daily basis, that love for you and love for one another. And we pray these things in your son's precious and holy name. Amen.
we welcome you to this three-week series that is on the theme for our 125th celebration at the end of the month. There's been a lot of planning on what will take place in the worship service, the meal that will happen afterwards, and the gathering of memorabilia to stroll down memory lane of this church's rich heritage of being powered by the Holy Spirit for all these years. But today, in the next two weeks, we're going to get ready spiritually as we focus on celebrating yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We're going to follow the logical order here and talk about yesterday first. Having just celebrated my one-year anniversary with this church last Sunday, that means there was a lot of yesterdays within this church before I came. And it's kind of cool to look back at a list of previous pastors that have served here. There is a total of 42 other pastors that have served this church. And 13 of them have served here since it's been in the location of on Highway 31W after moving from the White House Utility District location in 1964. As I looked at the different names and the number of years that these men have served, three of them didn't even serve a whole year, while many of them either served one year, two years, or three years. It wasn't until Brother Frank Smith served six years from 1968 to 1974. And I have heard that he is planning to be here on July the 30th. But at that point, a trend of longer tenured pastors started with a couple exceptions. And Brother Stephen Lee has served this church the longest at eight years. I was appreciative of each of those names and looking at the history of who is served here. And you might ask the question, why all this history to start with? Well, one big reason is that even though I didn't hear all 42 ministers of the gospel here preaching their sermons, but I would dare say that each of these men of God preached a sermon or two on the subject that we're going to look at today. Love. When the Lord was revealing this series to me over a month ago, I kept sensing from the Holy Spirit that I need to go way back into the yesterday on this sermon this week. And then it was revealed to me during annual conference in June what that way back would entail. The historian that talked to the conference on that certain morning of annual conference was showing the beginnings of Methodism and emphasized John Wesley, which was the one the Lord used to begin this denomination, and how he was fervent for the Lord and with the assistance of some other ministers in the day started a spiritual revival 
within the people in the mid-1700s. Shortly before his death on March the 2nd of 1791, he requested that someone read to him his sermon that he wrote on love that emphasized 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3. It was clear that afterwards that I look up that sermon and read it myself. And after reading it, felt led to share some of it with you today. June the 28th of 1703 was John Wesley's birthday. And we're still remembering the impact that he made 320 years later. The sermon that I'm about to read to you this morning was preached by him on February the 20th of 1736. And prayerfully it will resonate with us all these years later. But before we get to that sermon, I want us to hear the first eight verses of 1 Corinthians 13. And again, emphasizing verse 3 in this message. And today I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. Hear now these words. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. This is the Word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. Here now... John Wesley's Sermon on Love. Let us inquire what this love is. What is the true meaning of the word? We may consider it either as to its properties or effects. And that we may be under no possibility of mistake, will not at all regard the judgment of men but go to our Lord Himself for an account of the nature of love and for the effects of it to His inspired apostle. The love which our Lord requires in all His followers is the love of God and man, 
of God for his own and of man for God's sake. Now, what is it to love God but to delight in him, to rejoice in his will, to desire continually to please him, to seek and find our happiness in him, and to thirst day and night for a fuller enjoyment of him? As to the measure of this love, our Lord hath clearly told us, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Not that we are to love or delight in none but him. For he hath commanded us not only to love our neighbor, that is, all men, as ourselves, or to desire and pursue their happiness as sincerely and steadily as our own but also to love many of his creatures in the strictest sense, to delight in them, to enjoy them. Only in such a manner and measure as we know and feel, not to indispose, but to prepare us for the enjoyment of him. Thus then we are called to love God with all our heart. The effects or properties of this love the Apostle Paul describes in the chapter before us. And all of these being infallible marks whereby any man may judge of himself, whether he hath this love or hath it not, they deserve our deepest consideration. Love suffereth long, or is long-suffering. If thou love thy neighbor for God's sake, thou wilt bear long with his infirmities. If he want wisdom, thou wilt pity and not despise him. If he be in error, thou wilt mightily endeavor to recover him without any sharpness or reproach. If he be overtaken in a fault, thou wilt labor to restore him in the spirit of meekness. And if happily that cannot be done soon, thou wilt have patience with him. If God peradventure may bring him at length to the knowledge and love of the truth, in all provocations, either from the meekness or malice of men, thou wilt show thyself a pattern of gentleness and meekness, and be they ever so often repeated, wilt not be overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Let no man deceive you with vain words. He who is not thus long-suffering hath not love. Again, love is kind. Whosoever feels the love of God and man shed abroad in his heart feels an ardent and interrupted thirst after the happiness of all his fellow creatures. His soul melts away with the very fervent desire which he hath continually to promote it. And out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. And his tongue is the law of kindness. The same is impressed on all his actions. The flame within is continually working itself away and spreading abroad more and more in every instance of goodwill to all whom he hath to do. So that whether he thinks or speaks or whatever he does, it all points to the same end. The advancing by every way possible, the hot happiness of all his fellow creatures. 
Deceive not, therefore, your own souls. He who is not thus kind hath not love. Father, love envieth not. This indeed is implied when it is said, love is kind. For kindness and envy are inconsistent. They can no more abide together than light and darkness. If we earnestly desire all happiness to all, we cannot be grieved at the happiness of any. The fulfilling of our desire will be sweet to our soul. So far shall we be from being pained at it. If we're always doing what good we can for our neighbor and wishing we could do more, it is impossible that we should repine at any good he receives. Indeed, it will be the very joy of our heart. However, then we may flatter ourselves or one another that he that envieth hath not love. It follows, love vaunteth not itself, or rather is not rash or hasty in judging. For this is indeed the true meaning of the word. As many as love their neighbor for God's sake will not easily receive an ill opinion of any to whom they wish all good, spiritual as well as temporal. They cannot condemn him even in their heart without evidence nor upon slight evidence neither, nor indeed upon any without first, if it be possible, having him and his accuser face to face, or at the least acquainting him with the accusation and letting him speak for himself. Every one of you feels that he cannot but act thus with regard to one whom he tenderly loves. Why then he who doth not act Thus hath not love. I only mention one more of the properties of this love. Love is not puffed up. You cannot wrong one you love. Therefore, if you love God with all your heart, you cannot so wrong Him as to rob Him of His glory by taking to yourself what is due to Him only. You will own that all you are and all that you have is His that without Him you can do nothing, that He is your light and your life, your strength and your all, and that you are nothing, yea, less than nothing before Him. And if you love your neighbor as yourself, you will not be able to prefer yourself before Him. Nay, you will not be able to despise anyone any more than to hate Him. Nay, you will think every man better than yourself, As the wax melteth away before the fire, so doth pride melt away before love. All haughtiness, whether of heart, speech, or behavior, vanishes away where love prevails. It bringeth down the high looks of him who boasteth in his strength, and maketh him as a little child, diffident of himself, willing to hear, glad to learn, easily convinced, easily persuaded. And whoever and whosoever is otherwise minded, let him give up all vain hope. He is puffed up, and so hath not love. As we've heard these words from John Wesley, No doubt some things about a sermon have changed, but there are many other things that have not.
No doubt every one of you heard something a little different in this message. But I pray that we see above all the importance of loving the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That was of greatest importance way back in the 1700s, just as it is in 2023. I have no doubt that the people that have made up White House First United Methodist Church since 1898 have shown and shared love. Unfortunately, like us, no doubt there were times when the people no doubt lived out the verses that we read earlier from 1 Corinthians 13 of what love is not a few times as well. But prayerfully, forgiveness was asked by them to others and to our Lord. I pray that some of those things never change. I pray that we, too, are willing to ask for that forgiveness of others and also of our Lord. Are we doing that today? As we conclude... I pray we see the importance of keeping the love of God and love of our neighbor as much as it was a priority of John Wesley from here on out. Let us pray. Oh, great and glorious Lord, I thank you for this message and how it has stood the test of time on what love is and what love is not. Thank you for using John Wesley all those years ago. And thank you for using us today as well. Help us to see that importance of keeping love at the forefront of our lives, that love for you and that love for one another. I pray for any decision that needs to be made and May it be made in such a way that brings you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We ask these things in your Son's precious and holy name. Amen. We're pilgrims on the journey of a narrow road. And those who have gone before us line the way. Cheering on the faithful, encouraging the weary, their lives a stirring testament to God's sustaining grace. Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run the race not only for the prize. As those who've gone before us, let us leave the lives behind us, the heritage of faithfulness passed on through godly lives. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of our devotion light their way. May the footprints that we leave Lead them to believe, and the lives we live inspire them to obey. Oh, 
Footprints that we 